What's up? What's up, guys? It's Mickey, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. So we are now in the last week of August. Wow. Hello, Blink. August is here and gone. Fall is coming soon, and football is here. Did you hear me, ladies and gentlemen? The best time of the year. Not only is it getting cold, because your girl is tired of the sun and sweating and getting this dark tan. I mean, I don't need to get any darker. I'm I'm good on that. Um, <laughs> and just the cold weather, the hot chocolate, the warm tea, the, the everything, the fall scents, the fall treats. Most importantly, besides the holidays and amazing Aquarius season that'll be here before you know it, football is back. Football, football, football is back. I am officially unavailable on Saturdays, um, very important NFL game days. And if for some reason college football has been moved from its designated Saturday, um, I'm unavailable. And I'm unavailable all day, every day. And I can possibly squeeze you in if it's an emergency and there is no major games going and I don't just watch my team for the people that know me I watch all teams all conferences so yeah Mickey is officially booked and busy until January okay moving on <laughs> in today's episode one of the things that I want to talk about is success the kingdom way and um, it was discussed a little bit on this podcast called in the basement with pastor Tim Ross and it was the second episode with Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church. Woo woo. Shout out TC Nation. Um, also, Pastor Tim Ross is an excellent, excellent pastor. Check out his church. Um, check out any sermons he's done at Transformation Church or anywhere else. He is highly gifted and anointed. I love that he is authentically himself. And this podcast in the basement is raw, real, and it just dives into all topics from a Christian perspective, from a real world perspective. It doesn't matter what religion you believe in. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter your political views. He touches on any and everything and he's highly respectful with it. And he also brings his wisdom with it. And it is a really good podcast. Check out In the Basement with Pastor Tim Ross. All right. One of the things that they touched on though was success, the kingdom way. Um, and one of the gems that my pastor, Pastor Mike Todd from TC dropped was success is in the obedience to God, not how people respond to it. I'm going to say that one more time. Success is in the obedience to God, not how people respond to it. So um, they had their own examples that they talked about, different messages that they preached, that they preached early, that blew up later, or like for my pastor, um, Pastor Mike, he preached relationship goals. Uh, I don't know if it was a whole year, a couple of years, a couple of months, whatever. It was pretty far in advance and it didn't blow up until some time after on Twitter. And he didn't even have a Twitter at the at the time when it was blowing up. So it's just crazy how God's timing and how he'll have us put out certain episodes or different creations and content. And you think, oh, this isn't hitting, you know, it's not doing what it's supposed to do, but it hit when it's supposed to hit and it'll always reach the people that it's supposed to reach. So I just thought about 
from the example of BK. And, you know, I've seen the numbers go up and down. In the very beginning, of course, numbers were climbing because people were trying to figure out, okay, what kind of podcast? This is new. Do I like it? Do I not? And then people get accustomed to it or people be like, they just tune out because it's summertime and they have other things to do and different trends come up. You know, I before I started this podcast, I took the time to do um, research on kind of when people start falling off, when it's the dead season and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the numbers fluctuate. They go up and down depending on the topic, depending on the time of the year we're in, and just depending on life. You know what I mean? Um, so again, that goes back to the point of successes in the obedience to God and not how people respond to it. If I looked at success of BK based off of numbers, I would feel like I'm failing. If I looked at success of BK based off of amount of money, I would think that I am failing. But it's been helping whether people that I know personally that have told me, And I just feel like it's helping people that haven't even had the opportunity to tell me yet. And it's sparking conversations and getting our minds thinking of different things and even helping me come to certain realizations. So success is in me being obedient. Um, It's also not about the money amount, which I kind of touched on a little bit. You can be making millions and be out of alignment of God's will. You're anointing. This is something that Pastor Mike said also in that podcast. Your anointing is on your authenticity. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly because there, we all have different versions. There's a social media version there. And you know, with social media, now that they have so many, uh, what are they called? I can't even, Finstas. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name at first, but Finstas, you know, you have your Finsta page. That's the more realistic version of you than your actual IG page. And then, Even with that, that's probably not all of the best parts of you. And we have these versions that maybe our family sees and our friends sees and the public sees and our coworkers see and everything that's different. And it's always like an act, an act, an act. And I know that's not the same. That's not the case for everybody all the time. But all of us, I think, have experienced once or twice having to kind of put on our dancing shoes and get started with the show and get ready to perform. But Your anointing is in your authenticity, no matter if you're just sweeping the streets or if you are on a stage and a platform, people will be drawn to you because of who you are. And if you are not authentically yourself, people will spot it out from a mile away. And it's going to be hard to kind of maintain it because number one, it doesn't come natural to you because it's not naturally you. And two, like trends and society is consistently changing. And if you try to keep up with them, you're going to be a chameleon and not in the best way, not in adjusting the circumstances well and, you know, dealing with problems and things that come your way, but more of like, you aren't content in who you are. You're not, um, you're not firm in who you are and you don't know yourself. It'd just be a lot easier to spot out. So let's remember that your anointing is in your authenticity. And the example that they talked about was David. You know, David is uh, biblically famous, all right? Uh, You don't have to believe in God. And I think you've heard of the person of David. And I just want to say for so many reasons that I'm not going to take the time to list right now, David is one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite people in the Bible. And it's not even because of like... um, 
the Goliath story. It's literally because of Psalms and his raw, authentic relationship of how he calls out to God, how he is open and honest and raw about his emotions, about how he feels about his enemies, what he really wants God to do to them, um, how he, you know, tells God, like, you aren't here. I don't feel you where you at. Like, it's just one of the best examples to me of being brutally honest about how you feel about God, where you are in your journey and your faith journey and relationship with God. And for so many reasons, David is one of my favorites and he was one of Jesus's favorites too. He was a man after God's own heart. So the example that they used was David using the slingshot and having five stones, but you know, he not only did he use a slingshot and have five stones to take down the giant Goliath, but he also rejected using Saul's armor. You know, they wanted to put Saul's armor on him, you know, go out there, but it didn't fit. It wasn't him. He went out there without Saul's armor because, again, it was not made for him. He was authentically himself. He used what he knew how to use and he won the battle. Also, the another example of this is um, probably about a week ago, Anchor had a story up that asked, for some like best podcasting advice. And I was like, consistency is key and your true audience will find you. Not only did they love that advice, and so did I, obviously, because I said it. Um, they loved it. I loved it. And hopefully it helps other people, you know. Um, if you're doing a podcast, the best advice that I can give to you is consistency is key and your true audience will find you. It really goes back to being authentic and not trying to keep up with the trends because they are consistently changing. Another thing that I want to talk about is some gems that Tyler Perry recently discussed in a conference. I saw this on Facebook, so I forgot to screenshot the name of the conference that he said this in so you can go back and reference and see the conference for yourself and pick up on some more gems, but I did screenshot some of the things that the person took away from the millions of gems that he gave out during that conference. And I'm going to talk about two today. The first one is Tyler says he used to always pay cash for everything when he first started, but now he uses other people's money. He stated you can own stuff with other people's money. And I've seen this tip a lot lately. Um, you want to stay rich, use other people's money. And that sounds so bad, but there is a way to do it that's not in the form of scamming or hurting someone else. I used to hate the idea of credit cards. Always wanted to spend my own money because I was like, I'm going to have to pay that bill off and I need to have that money to pay that bill off. Why not just, you know, go ahead and pay with the debit card, you know, if I'm going to still have it. That was the mindset that I had. And recently I've been learning all about it and trying to expand my horizons. And I just thought that I might as well share the tips and things that I learned so we can all get ahead and not just me and not just my inner circle. Sometimes we're stuck on the level we're stuck on just because we don't know certain information. Now, I'm not a financial advisor, so always feel free to check with one and check with other people and see have they heard this tip before and learn from them different tips on how to use your money wisely. The second gem that I want to talk about was Tyler said, there is a danger with trying to carry everybody with you when you are trying to be successful. When you try to carry too many people in the boat, it starts sinking. Some people put holes in the boat and you start drowning. We talk about this all the time, BK fam, all the time. 
constantly, constantly check your inner circle and see if they are still good for you. We might like to see everybody win, but sometimes watch them win from afar so they don't hinder you from winning as well. I can't stress enough how everybody is not meant to go with you to the next level. Most people start learning that young or at least life will start teaching you young and people may not just pick up on, oh, this is this is one of the little life lessons that life teaches us all. There is a season for everything in life and people are definitely included. Why would you even want to carry someone who's not meant to be there? Check in with God always and allow him to remove and add the people that's supposed to be there. God can hear the conversations we can't and can see people's true intentions we may be blind to. Okay, those were definitely some good gems from Tyler Perry. Another thing that I want to talk about switching um, gears for a second is talking and praying to God and hearing nothing back. So I have experienced this recently and TC, and if you don't know what TC stands for, it's Transformation Church. Um, touched on this a couple of weeks ago. And I know there's more than one Transformation Church. So Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, And it was preached so well. When I say so well, it was preached so well by Pastor Amber Lee. Shout out to Pastor Amber Lee. She is amazing. Um, And one of the points that she said was, is God doesn't speak whenever we're finally ready to listen. (laughs) What? Like, can I say that one more time? God doesn't speak whenever we're finally ready to listen. He isn't on our time. His ways aren't our ways and we can't comprehend his actions. Then she presented this statement. Can God trust you with his silence? Because even His even in his silence, he's still there. And whether he speaks or not, he's always working. She has, uh, she also discussed the positive, the positivity that can come from God um, being silent in those moments and how, or also just the positivity of silent moments that happens when you're comfortable with someone versus the awkward silence that happens when you lack a true relationship. So she even touched on it from that perspective. Is the silence that you're feeling with God, is it awkward or is it comfortable? And is it awkward because maybe you're like me, I'm very impatient. And so, okay, God, you can speak to me. You don't necessarily just have to speak to me in an audible way. You can speak to me, but speak to me now. Like, that's my problem. Speak to me now. I need you now. Speak to me now. Um, Again, I'm on his time and he's not on mine. Or for you, is it awkward silence because you don't have as uh, much of a deep, intimate, or personal relationship with God? And if that's the reason, that's okay. Please don't feel shame. Please don't feel condemnation. That's not what I'm here for at all. I'm just trying to help you possibly find the roots so you can figure out, okay, this is why it feels awkward when God doesn't answer me, or this is why it makes me upset when God doesn't answer me. Cool. Get to the root, and then we can work on different ways on how to adjust to the silence and respond better to the silence. Um, and it's nothing more than I love personally, than just being silent with people that I love and with people that I'm comfortable with. And I think people really underestimate the value of presence. Um, An example that Pastor Amberly talked about was when God was silent after his death in those three days, 
He was doing some of the most important work. He was defeating death, hell, and the grave over those three days. He was silent. He had left his disciples and his his people that had been walking with him. Like these were not just these disciples, these were friends. And yes, he gave them warning, like, I'm gonna leave you. The Holy Spirit's gonna come. It's gonna be better, blah, blah, blah. It, it has to happen. It's already written, blah, blah, blah. It still doesn't, you know, take away from the fact of like, for example, we all know we're gonna die and we all know that everyone around us is gonna die, but does it really prevent us from being sad when one of us dies? No, um, even though we know that death is inevitable. So even though they had the warning, it still didn't take away of now I don't, now I'm not walking with him physically. Now I can't physically hear his voice at all times. And yes, we know there are examples that after he rose, he came to them and you know proved that he was himself, but in those moments where they didn't have it or in those three days, those three long deafening days, that has to be so hard because now you're waiting. You're waiting for it to happen. What he said was supposed to happen and what happens when the person that you had access to in such a close level of intimacy with you can no longer hear from them. It's 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 wild. It can be overwhelming. It can be a lot. But he was doing some major, major work. And that goes back to the point that I said earlier. Just because God is silent does not mean that he isn't working on our behalf. God is con- constantly and consistently working on our behalf, whether he's speaking to us or not. And a lot of times when he's speaking to us and working, he's just multitasking, right? Maybe even if he's not speaking to us, that's you know, that's working in a different way and, and bringing out different things and testing our faith and help helping build not only our character, but our faith as well. So again, I guess you can also say he's most multitasking in those moments as well. Usually people think that when God is silent, it's because they have messed up. Yes, sin can separate you from God and make you feel more distant, but he's always, always here with us. and. What if he trusts you with his silence? That's that's like a statement that she posed in her sermon. What if he trusts you with his silence, right? That's powerful within itself. Like he knows I can be silent with my son or my daughter and they're still going to have faith in me. I can be silent and not speak on their time and they still won't curse my name. You know what I mean? That's a certain level of intimacy and respect that he has with you to even trust you with the silence because if it was going to do more harm than good he would never do more harm than good he only means well for us and the best for us surrendering to the silence learning to stand still and waiting on the lord will renew your strength there are scriptures for that in the bible that i did not write down um it's really nothing but a thing to google it real quick just from what i said and i'll repeat it for you if you want to surrendering to the silence, learning to stand still and waiting on the Lord will renew your strength. Um, Of course, that's not an exact scripture, but if you literally put word for word what I said in there, it will pop up more than likely more than one scripture that you can go to and get reference for for that. And I'm not just talking to talk. Like this is advice that I put into action in my own life recently. It's advice that is given time and time again. If you read the Bible, 
I pray for God to renew my faith and to help me deal with my patience and not rush the process. I'm so impatient, guys. Even though I'm still waiting on some of the things, I can say that some of the things that I have repeatedly been praying about and for, he has answered in his own way on his own timing and it had a more powerful and I feel lasting impact doing it in his way and his timing. Pastor Emberly preached a whole world, a whole world, sorry, I was going to say world, but she preached to the world because TC is global, okay? It is everywhere, just like BK, we are global. We are everywhere, but Pastor Emberly, she preached a whole word, and I will definitely link the sermon um, in the description for Sermon of the Week. It just needs to get out there to the masses, have to, have to, and remember that just because God has an has not answered yet doesn't mean that he will never answer. Remember that he answers in more than just an audible voice. And remember, his ways are not our own. Trust his timing and his ways. All right, guys, to end this episode, it is now time for questions. So I have a listener question that I'm going to respond to, and I'm going to leave them anonymous, just, you know, I'll leave you guys anonymous unless you're specific enough to tell me um, that you want to be mentioned by name on the pod. I don't mind. And thank you to this listener for sending in your question. Here we go. They said, my parents don't remember my childhood the way I do, and it causes disagreements. How can I get them to see my side and how to make our relationship better? Okay, remember, I'm not a licensed therapist, psychologist, anything. This is just my personal advice. I am another human being like you. I have flaws just like you. I mess up just like you. Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I still live in a fallen world and I still sin. All right, here we go. To answer your question, I think this is a sticky one. First, examine your communication like methods, make sure the way you're communicating is any healthy way. Um, that way your point can be heard, make sure that they're communicating in a healthy way. That way you can be willing to listen, um, listen to what they say, listen to what they say. So you can try to understand the picture that they see in their heads and compare it to the picture that you see it in yours. It can probably help you connect the dots with the disconnect itself. Most important tip I can give is accept the fact that y'all may never see it the same. I'm going to say that one more time for you. Most important tip I can give is accept the fact that y'all may never see it the same. When I accepted that it made forgiveness easier and just releasing and moving forward. Some parents really may think your childhood was better than it was, or they may not want to admit to all the harm and damage because it could trigger guilt in themselves. Remember, we're all human, okay? Nobody wants to sit up here and consistently have you messed up this way, you messed up that way, whether they're your parents, your friends, your you're in a relationship with them or friendship with them. Nobody wants to be bashed and reminded of all the ways that they screwed you over, especially if they're not trying to screw you over consistently. And I think all of us, including myself, we have to work on that. You know, like, yes, you're hurt, but they're hurt too. And they're human too. And they're trying to learn too. And um, imagine if somebody kept a list of every time we hurt them or we did something to them and then they consistently reminded us. We'd be like, shut up, please. 
give me a break, please. I was there. I remember the pain that I caused, right? So yeah, definitely um, just remember that they're human. I've learned sometimes it's pointless to go back and forth. You know your reality. You have to accept they have their own and y'all may never fully agree on what happened. Try to find ways to still move forward and don't let it be a roadblock. Depending on the intensity of what y'all are disagreeing on, I recommend a professional. Find a therapist that will hear both sides. And if the family member isn't open to therapy, you can still go and they can give you the proper tools to handle that family member. As always, pray to God and ask him for wisdom and strength on how to deal with his people and just pray for healing. I hope this advice helps. Remember, I'm not a professional and take this advice at your own risk. (laughs) All right, guys, that's all the time that we have on BK this week. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Remember to go follow the blank canvas ig page at blank underscore canvas official you guys can send me in questions don't forget you guys can send me in voice memos um we can just connect build community thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to listen to little me i can't wait to see what we talk about next time guys all right bye